episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Thanks for joining us on the show, Fiona Spiff. It's nice to uh, see you. Thanks, Nev. Great to see you too. (laughs) Of course, uh, you know, your new band, Sea Witch, has just released your debut album, Well of Spells. And as I said before, it kicks so much ass. It's raw, it's heavy, and it's uh, everyone just seems to be loving it, like including myself. Uh, And how's it been seeing all the reactions online? Like, I think it's been really um, exciting because that's where, like, online, as you say, is where we get to sort of connect with people these days. I mean, um, every time you get, like, a notification and there's something saying, oh, you know, this magazine or this podcast has uh, given a review of the album and you go to it and you're, like, kind of like, but so far it's all been... Yeah, it's been very positive and (laughs) very lucky to have that to, you know, Stick a bit of art out there and have people dig it. It's, it's wonderful because uh, a lot of our friends are still playing and doing the same thing, so it's good to do something fresh together. As yeah, because well. we both come from other bands, obviously Def Effects with me and Hellman with David and, yeah, and then other bands more recently, like locally, like M16s and Purple Urchin. But it's like uh, to actually create a new band, write completely new songs. And for me personally, you know, to be picking up a guitar again and, writing with David and we write from from nothing like there's no sample like Def Effects it was all about layering samples and you know we'd, we'd get Slayers out of heaven and layer it with D-Light grooves in the heart <laughs> and off you go but um yeah with us it's like from from nothing other than ideas so it's been exciting we wrote these songs gosh in August of 2020 now yeah some more recently than that but that was the period actually no when we're talking about it, it would have been it was June 2020 because we're in ISO yeah, we wrote a song a day. Yeah, mm. at the start of the uh, zombie apocalypse back then yeah. in uh, COVID era. <laughs> you can say that, I guess, without getting into trouble these days. <laughs> but I do. I don't know. From that period of time, I think it's weird saying that. But from that period of time, I think a lot of creativity came out. It it mm. it's been yeah. it's incredible. I mean, it's a lot of tragedy and a lot of sadness, but. Mate, like there's been, we've been really blessed with some amazing albums and uh, new bands, like in creative outlets, like Sea Witch, like you guys, you know, how, how what, was the, what was the first point? Who called who? Who went, hey, you want to have a jam? Like, was that you, Spiff? Did you call her up or? Yeah. Guilty. That's me. <laughs> I said, come on over and play the band. And we I, should explain where I was probably. It wasn't like yeah. I was across the street. It was, no, I was a bit further than that. It was pretty radical, really. Like uh, Fiona was in the Caribbean and Caribbean, as you like to say, and uh, I was here in the southwest down um, near Margaret River. And, uh, yeah, basically we met online through with this similar, you know. Not on, met, we reconnected. Reconnected. We knew each other Literally. 30 years ago on the phone and it's in reconnecting and it was like oh that's weird yeah <laughs> but it was because of uh you know something on on facebook or something like that and we we met up and started chatting and then i was like hey 
why don't you come over here? That was just before the zombie apocalypse. And well, it actually, well, it, is, it had actually started. Like, I mean, it had started. Put it in, putting it in context, David reached out to me on May 10th in 2020, and I had stopped flying. I was meant to like be flying another airplane, working for another company. I was working as a commercial pilot over in the Caribbean, and um, but you know, COVID. We just grounded everything. And it was literally in that moment, you know, David sent me a message on Instagram, Messenger it was, and, and said, um, or messages and said, uh, you know, what are you doing? Um, and we started reconnecting because we did date 30 years ago. We were both in different bands. I was in The Mothers, he was in Hellman and late 80s, early 90s before Def Effects. We did a lot of gigs together. Um, we were kind of part of the Waterfront label. So there was the hard-ons and the spunk bubbles and so many different bands. We'd just do all these gigs together. Mm. And then... Um, then, you know, when Def Effects took off for me, David and I sort of went other, he did other things, I did other things. And to reconnect 30 years later, what he said to me was, you know, you should come over and do music. We'll, we'll make a band, we'll call it Sea Witch and I'll give you a, you know, a Fender 1978 vintage Strat and you can play that if you like. I know you haven't played guitar for a while. I thought, God, I played guitar for 30 years. I don't know if I can even remember how to do it. But he was very encouraging. And so I ended up getting a repatriation flight doing two weeks ISO with Melbourne. He drove across the country to get me because oh. there were no flights. So yeah, brought me back. We had all these passes and all this stuff. It was very intense. And then 8,000 K. Yeah. We got back. Yeah. I, I flew from St. Croix in the US Virgin Islands to Los Angeles to Melbourne, did, my, you know, all in plastic gloves and shields and sterile and did all the ISO stuff. But um, when we when we got back here, we had to do two weeks ISO and David has a music studio. Uh, it's not this room we're in now. It's another great space. It's a garage that's converted. And so we wrote a song a day and that became Sea Witch. And that's what the album Well of Spells is. It's eight of those songs. And we also did a self-titled EP last year and released that in June. So self-funded, did it ourselves, put it out digitally with Manic, which is a little um, indie label in Brisbane. They distributed it for us. And um, that was some of the songs we wrote as well. Yeah, you know, that's how it all happened. And now we're doing gigs, you know. Yeah, right. doors seemed to it was fly very easily. Uh, it wasn't too much of a struggle considering the, you know, how difficult those times were. Things were sort of things made kept their just way working through out, and yeah. prolifically just songs came out and that was, you know, it was unreal. It's amazing how how that can happen. Hey. Although the journey to get there sounded like it was uh quite quite a mission sound like you passed a few hobbits going up a mountain on the way and then you you know but you got there but uh it wasn't like yeah there was border check-in points and yeah. times you had to be there and you know a bit of bs gnarly. you had to uh cut through some red tape yeah it was pretty gnarly but to write music again um and uh like especially as you know, like to write it from scratch. And David had said to me, oh, you know, you could just make your lyrics, some of your spells and things. And in Death Effects I had, you you know, put some of my witchy kind of interest into the songs, but very subtle. And this was, oh, no, overt, let's just turn this spell into a song. Mm -hmm. And that's um, what they all are too. If they're not literal spells, there's certainly reflections on living life as a witch. And that was actually David's idea not uh, mine but we've we've written some new music and the next song we're recording in a, a few months is called lockdown city so it isn't yeah. hard to work out what that's about <laughs> so i guess it's just reflections and things and yeah but yeah we're loving it it's really it's good fun and uh, of course the sound of the band is very different from deaf effects uh yeah as you mentioned before you know it seems right now is the perfect time for a band like this because i'm seeing it a lot 
especially in Australia, we're getting this resurgence of desert rock, stoner rock, and it's just it, there's a scene that's really bubbling up. And you know, is that what inspired what inspired the sound of the band to bring back those those rock? You know, it is different because we've got a drummer in this band. The Deaf Legs drummer yeah. number nine is awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, but with the stoner and stuff, it's like that was I think something we're always into that stuff. Yeah, it hasn't like we set out to do that. It's the same sort of music that we've liked, and maybe it's come back around in fashion, you know, 20 years later. Well, one of the things home. like David, like, and I would, you know, what David will listen to when he puts on some vinyl that he has because you know, we're in his house, it's like, um. You know, you'll play MC, we'll play MC Maybe Bible, Zeppelin. It's all 70s yeah, rock. And then it. when we were talking about, you know, what music do we really love? And, and you know, and I could say, oh, you know, Kaya Scream Machine, one of my all-time favourite songs, but I could also say My Bloody Valentine soon, which is completely different. But, um, you know, when you start thinking about the songs you're really passionate about, I, I still remember the first time I heard Led Zeppelin. I think, I, well, I was 12. And I heard Stairway to Heaven on a little AM radio I had in my bedroom and my life changed. I, when I heard that song and when it got heavy at the end, I was like, oh, you know, anything's possible. And, um, and it just, so to be playing heavy music now, me personally, um, because it's it's such a, I love that song. When Def Effects got heavy, it was really exciting. But I think with, but we were more dance really more most of the time. So, so with David, um, both of us kind of deliberately going, okay, we can just make this as heavy as we want. And then mm-hmm. David's friend, Brad Miller, is our bass yeah. player and he's best bass player. He's like bloody freight train, port, you know, ripping down the tracks. He's got the heaviest sound. Yeah. You won't go anywhere without an 8 by 10 preferably two of them. Yeah. And um, But that excitement yeah. comes from all the volume because sometimes <laughs> you're standing there with sax and, you know, your flares are moving, you know, just with the speakers going like that and it's a buzz, you know, that. That's what you do it. It's like, you know. I think I always think it's really. Surfing big waves yeah. or something, it's fun. Well, you know, not well, that. David's a good surfer, so he I surfs big waves. surf big waves yes, with my mates. They, they surf do. giant waves. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's the sort of buzz you get from from that stuff and jamming and playing gigs is just fun and it's awesome. I mean, not yeah. trying to do it for fame or money, you know, they don't quit your real job. But you never know. I mean, Fiona's. Travelled around the world more than I have in the band. We toured all over Australia, and um, you know you're not trying to do it to that reason. You're doing it because you love your music and just want to put it out there and see what happens. See if it might get received well and and move on to other things. If we can get playing onto our shows like we used to, that'd be awesome. You know, well, at the time as we're talking to you, I mean we're super excited because you know we le- we're leaving we've been packing today david's been sorting out his guitar and everything because we're going to be playing with stoner when we get down to victoria in a couple yeah. of days from the time you you and us are sitting here um but uh so that's you know to think that we're getting that opportunity and then you know doing performing at do the pop which is the festival you know there's there's new christ playing yeah. as well and there's murray lali the rubber snake charmers i mean that they, they were boss. one of the first bands that did that were at that time, you know, when, when all yeah. that stuff was. And then when I was living, I lived in California for like 12 years and um, I used to always love driving out to Vegas and I'd go through that whole area of where that that sort of desert rock scene started. And, um, mm. you know, there's, there's a, I know that that feeling that where that music comes from, that sense of space and mm. just that 
timelessness. So, yeah, to be able to do these gigs that, that are coming up um, and to be performing with our heroes, you know, it's pretty it's I pretty love good the Aussie thing. bands too. I mean, mm. Aussie stuff at the same time had its own. Honey and all that was doing the grungy thing back then. Australia had its own thing going on in Sydney and Melbourne, and it's amazing. And I love Melbourne because it's that, you know, G-Troy, you know, a lot of bands there, Board, Powder Monkeys, all of that stuff. And Hoss are the only guy that yeah. that group left going. And, cranking and they're playing with us too. They're joining so us for our album launch. It's all that new cool scene and Grindhouse and all the guys mm. putting on that, the event. They're great bands. So it'd be exciting to check out the Aussie contenders as well as, that all whole, of it. you know, snake charmers and the whole desert fuzz scene just to um, see what gear they're using and get, you know, listen to those cool sounds that they make. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I was just, you know, Fiona, you were talking about living in, in California and, and, and driving out to Vegas and the whole space and the desert thing. I think maybe that's because I've been trying to put my finger at it. Why Australia has such a, why is that scene bubbling up now? Why is it so strong? I think maybe... You, I mean, you've seen it. You could probably explain it better than I can, but maybe it's because Australia has a lot of desert, a lot of sand, and maybe yeah. that's where we've got that kindred spirit, you know, like the... Well, I think um, one of one of my personal favourite bands, talking about Aussie bands, is a band out of Brisbane called Death by Carrot, and yeah. we've done tonnes of gigs with them. We love them so much, and we just love that they get in their, their van and they just this drive, or they are... Right. So they just drive around the country and do gigs and gigs and gigs and gigs and do the like Rhythmageddon and just, you know, when we get to play with them, we just love them. They're amazing. And um, and I think that's, you know, they embody the pure spirit that is the Australian, I think, real stone of fuzz scene that it would have to be Death by Carrot because Sea Witch are like, we've got a, a few, you know, we're here we are to event Stone, but we've got like. We're more of a rock band, really. Yeah, we've got different influences yeah. coming in that, that, um, and it's funny, we were only talking about it today that um, different people like different songs. Like we just found out that PBS in, in Victoria, amazing community radio station, have added Dark Knight to their top 10 tracks this week. So they're, and I'm just like, that's pretty heavy. That's, yeah, that's, you know, the way we play that song live, it's like it turns into a 10 minute dirge. It just goes berserk. But, you know, it's like one of the longest and heaviest songs on the album. But then, you know, our um, record company, Wally and Cheer Squad, he loves Shadows, which sounds really, really does sound like MC5, you know, which is sort of, you know, bit, totally different again. A bit more funky, yeah. So see which we've got, that we have got these different influences weaving in and we're heavy enough to kind of be embraced by the stoner scene um, and that's a blessing. And so certainly live, you know, we definitely, we definitely fit in there. I mean, everyone loves fuzz bells. <laughs> we're talking about all that stuff i mean you recorded in analog right analog yeah yeah i'm pretty sure yeah there was a there might have you know most of it was like that and then there was a, a mixed down part that might have been digital to that yeah i don't it was um what studios up in um in Scarborough. So He's he the best of both worlds. Yeah. yeah. In the end. Yeah. He converted his house into this studio. And um, so, you know, you walk in and you see this rack of, you know, vintage amps on the wall and you can just plug into any one of them and play, you know, and you've just got like, yeah. I mean, it was just like walking into a, a scene out of 1970. It was yeah. amazing. There's, there's more amps in there than 
in my house. Every, <laughs> every you know, half a dozen tube compressors on the vocals or a drum mic or whatever. That's all, all nice old vintage gear. Mm. Sounds good, hey. Like it sounds, this album's, it's got, obviously I understand there had to be a little bit of technology in there. No one's sitting there cutting up tape anymore and sticking it together. <laughs> Thank oh, you. We do remember that yeah. during that day. We should say as well, one of the things, you know, with making the album, it was a real labour of love because we couldn't have afforded to do it I, except that I applied for a government grant. I mean, here we are in COVID, but Western Australia was very lucky mm. when the border down we couldn't leave and no one could come in but we could kind of function within the state and so we during times where the rest of the world was literally stuck in a lounge like in their bedroom or their lounge room we were like able to do things and I applied for a grant um to record an album and uh with from the West Australian Department of um I have to it's such a long name it's like the Department of Labor Sports and Culture I think it is and they have these music grants you know so um incredibly i've never applied for a grant before it was so much work it was the most intense thing to do but it was successful and um we got enough money to make uh it was under 15 grand but what we did with that money was we made our album we made four videos we've got all the art the amazing art i'm wearing the t-shirt cindy Singh, incredible artist design this art like we were able to do all of this stuff because Very of that lovely. grant we're so lucky. Yeah. And then what we did with it, like how we've run with it since then is, you know, we've, we've obviously poured ton, our own money in and tons of energy in and um, to keep it going. And, um, but yeah, we were very lucky, but that album was compared, like when I was in Deaf Effects and I would think of the tens of thousands of dollars that was spent at, you know, Studio 301 and, and just or 301 Studios, wherever it was. And just, I mean, my and gosh, videos, and mean, everything, the videos, like two videos. And, you know, it was just we did our videos for one grand each, you know, four grand total. And, I mean, check them out, see which the band on YouTube. Um, we're proud of our videos. We've got over 20,000 views. You know, it's just they're awesome. And um, we keep using the same guy, um, Alex from Simple Ben, Alex, uh, well, I'm blanking on his name, Alex Hawkins from Simple Ben Productions, who's um, he and I work really closely together because I've worked as a producer and done stuff in you know in front of and behind the cameras in my other life working on tv so we he and i work very closely together and, and uh you know we've just been able to do a lot with a little you know and the album was really considering what we got out for what we spent was very very lucky everyone worked very hard yeah in regards to the band name what was i mean because there's a million band names out there that you know you could have picked oh. But Sea Witch is so it's it suits everything you guys are doing, like sound. But was it? Yeah. I think I saw it. Was it? Is there a pinball machine or something? That's it's. it's is, that Which is, I don't, until after I thought of the name, but um, yeah, I thought of the name straight away. It was just like, oh, you know, Fiona's a witch. We and I was living on a little sea. island in the middle of the Caribbean, and I was also like sailing on boats a bit. She's a diver on the surfer and she said, oh, I was going to do a blog called Sea Witch. And I said, what a great name. This is the band. And then our bass player said he was going to call his old boat Sea Witch. So it was, you know, meant to be. Had to be. <laughs> love it. I love it. And it looks cool on shirts, as you mentioned before, too. We love it. We love it. Look, even if you think our band sucks, you're going to love our merch. It's bloody awesome. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I don't think anyone is gonna say your band sucks. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being silly. I mean, I hope no one does, but um, 
know, so far we've, oh my gosh, it's been really, yeah, because in DefFX we would really polarise people. It was like 50% of people loved us and 50% hated us, like, you know, but haven't really had that with Sea Witch. I mean, people have said, oh, no, it's good, especially when we play live. Like we did some shows for hard-ons recently over here in Perth and it was just packed out. It's so good to play with all. We've known those they guys. They were incredible. Tim. Tim singing for them now. Well. So amazing. Yeah, but we to get to play these packed out epic shows with them, with, you know, this everyone's staged on and going crazy. It's like, oh, I've just been teleported back to the 90s, you know, like it was wild. Um, but, yeah, even they said, they gave us like big compliments. I like, said that they really liked our band, yeah. and and that probably means more to get thumbs up from those. Guys yeah, from people, and yeah, we used like to play with them back in the day. So they know our yeah. stuff. And Ray even came up to me and said, like Ray, bass player for Hardline, said, yeah, you're singing, you're singing better than you did, you know, thirty years ago." And it's like, and yeah, it's it's a big honor yeah, when you can nice. kind of reconnect with your peers and your friends and do this and then also you've got people who don't even know what you've done before who are just getting into the music. I've, I've loved that some people who are obviously not in our age group, like a lot younger, have, have come up after shows and said, that was sick, you guys are awesome. And we're like, oh, thanks, you know. It's like, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Who would have thought? Yeah. And in regards to, you know, the music, obviously, lyrics, you know, you mentioned that, you know, you draw a lot from, you know, your spells and things like that. Now, th- this is one thing I, I did want to ask you was obviously words and intention, you know, it, it's it, both very, very powerful things, as you know, in, in probably from your practices. But do you think that, man, how, how can I word this, that, um, you know, it, it can be used to manifest positive and negativity. And I think sometimes people don't realize what what they're putting out into the world is that something that you know that you're very aware of when when you're writing your own lyrics and things like that well that's sort of what i said when we started wasn't it? it's like Liz makes music but with a positive meaning behind it and fiona said well, i've got this cool stuff ready mm. to go wasn't it yeah i think um being that the lyrics have all been kind of either directly drawn from spells and rituals that have been created to, um, you know, change, like shift a situation or, or um, you know, to a harmonious or positive resolution or to let go of something that's difficult and challenging and is feeling like it's becoming, um, you know, unhealthy or toxic. You know, that I'm just thinking of a song like um, Dark Night. You know, that song is, a, is about letting go of things that are becoming toxic and unhealthy and um uh, invoking the goddess Hecate at the crossroads to, you know, bless me with her presence threefold and release the pain and so you can move forward like these um, and be more useful in the world or whatever. So these, like the, the chorus in that song is lift me higher, purge from me my darkest hour. And that's literally a, like comes from a ritual of kind of trying to let go of grief and sadness and, and even anger and fear, you know. So, um when you actually perform this stuff live, like when I'm actually singing this stuff, I, I often feel like certain words of the songs will move through me and I get that same feeling ritual mm. when I'm, especially with other witches, um, it's the same feeling that's quite a, it's quite, quite a powerful transformative feeling. So, I mean, you could kind of be listening to the music 
and just getting the vibe of it and not really understanding what the words are. And, you know, any show when it's going off is going to make you feel good. Yeah. Like as an audience. But if there's witches who are listening and actually understand the lyrics and they're going to pick up something a bit more. And then sometimes it's just that bit more anyway, you know. But I've always found that with performing. I mean, in Deaf Effects, people who weren't even like who maybe didn't, weren't fans of our recorded work would still come and see our live shows because they just went off. And maybe I had quite a bit to do with that, I've heard. Um, yeah. Obviously something happens when I'm on stage and I think it's the combination yeah. of the band now. We all They're come together as a chemistry, you know, that um, allows this kind of powerful energy yeah. to, to happen. I'd say we probably got our act together more than we were younger, that's for sure. And um, it's very positive energy. There's nothing dark about it. It's, it's yes. uplifting. I find it's great, you know, especially with, you know, what Fiona's put into it. Um, yeah, it lifts you, lifts you higher, literally. That's mm. good. It's about nature and um, just being. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The vibe of it, music. That's what I got from it. And that's what I was saying, like, uh, you know, you're trying to put this positivity out in the world, you know, and, and where some people, and, and, and words are very powerful things. As I was saying, you know, and I think that's where some people they put out that negativity and they don't realize what they're doing. So we need mm. more of what you guys are doing. Well, I, yeah. I love that, that you've noticed that and enjoy that. I mean, when we are uh, like we're talking to Cheer Squad, like, well, we do lyrics and lyric book and that, we're like, yes, you know, definitely we want the lyrics to be printed. Oh, Christian just fell off the couch. Um, we definitely want the lyrics to be printed so you can see what they are and, hmm. you know them in that in that perspective so yeah any thing with song like shadows you know like um you know it's let the shadows fall behind me got the sun in my face got to keep moving let the shadows fall behind me it's like there's uh that's part of a ritual where you turn your face to the sun and literally let the shadows fall behind you it's that's you know so yeah i think i think uh i'm glad that you that you enjoy that and i hope other people do too <laughs> absolutely Absolutely. And, you know, you just mentioned, Smith, that, you know, obviously yeah. you know, about, you know, sorry, it's a, it's, an, it's, it's late for old man, Nev. Sorry, let me, mm. <laughs> so obviously, you know, you, when you're up there performing, you're talking about going off and everything like that. But um, yeah. I find that, do you, I, when I perform, I tend, I, I find I black out in a way. And I just let it go. And I don't know where it comes from out there. But do you guys sort of get what I'm saying there? Like where where do you think we we draw these creative energies from out there in the in the universe? Where 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 do they come from? I think it comes from the same place, you know, that I'm doing the same thing. It comes from, you know, a good definitely place. Definitely comes and... through you, not from you. It's a bit you you're definitely yeah. the channel for it, and you definitely maybe the framework. But the energy that moves through you is it's, it's all you, connected. Yeah. And the audience is connected with you and you're connected with us. And, and we kind of it's, with it you. becomes like a magnifying thing where you kind of magnify it and uh yeah, you know, like, you can even feel it when, you know, even if it's like a where there's not a lot of people and you just kind of like or everyone's just kind of standing back and sussing it out. Mm. Um, you can still get that that amazing feeling, but nothing beats it when the audience becomes reciprocal and it just becomes like this beautiful flow. And, um, yeah, that's why it's such a privilege to be doing this again, you know, to be doing music like this again. I agree. You know, I, you know that feeling and even jamming, 
I don't know. Do you guys get that when you jam just in a room together? And with drummer number nine, our, our drummer now, it's the best because he's yeah. an old mate of Dave's. Adam Shaw is the most incredible drummer. I was so blessed to have him. He's he's just heaven. Yeah, and and you can just go know, so hard when you jam with him. Brad, the bass player, and Adam mm. have got a connection, and Brad and me have got a connection, and Fiona and me got a connection. We're all mm. you're feeling it, so you know where they're going to go now. That's so much fun. You know, it takes a while to get there with the right people, and then you know, jamming is a joy. You got that happy hour, eh? and you can play live, and it's all going off. You know what they're thinking, and. It's so much easier to play with uh, good players like that. Yeah. And so, you know, just have your back no matter what. Like, you, you can just let go and they're there, you know. See, you know, just you just feel like you're just connecting all as one unit. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love that feeling when you look over and you go, man, this is the best thing in the world. It is. Yeah. It's the best thing yeah. in the world. It really is the best thing in the world. Jamming's like surfing. It's just, that's it. It's, you're in the zone. That's the, the two best things. Oh, maybe there's some more other things that are good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, know, music is amazing. That's great. I can't surf though. I I sink. I I can dog paddle, but <laughs> swimming, walking, yoga, whatever. David's David's quite a good surfer. He's still he's been surfing like for but... a long time, and he's a good he's a good surfer. Like he's really good. All the Groms here, and everyone knows him, and they're all like, oh, looking up to him. Yeah, you know, about that. Yeah, you know, he gets embarrassed. You know, but um, it's. I just think that, you know, I say to my mates, why do you play music? You know, and I say, it's just like surfing, mate, because they don't play music, they're surfers. Like yeah. you're a muso, you know, so, but that's the same sort of uh, thing. You're in the zone, you can do it on your own, you can play guitar on your own, or you can play with a whole band, which is even better. Mm. You know, that's fun. Well, so. might have to uh, get you to give me some lessons if you come up to the Gold Coast because I would love to see you play Moe's if there's anywhere else. Yeah. Like- oh, we just went to the Goldie. We'd love to come back. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. When did you play Goldie? Oh, it was a whole different thing. We have an acoustic duo that we do that's totally different. So we did like a little tour there, um, but not Sea Witch. But we do a couple of Sea Witch songs acoustically for fun, but um, – yeah, it's a whole different thing called Spiff and Fifi. It's yeah. like a different thing. Different world both, out there. It's like yeah. Las Vegas, the Gold Coast. <laughs> Haven't been there for 20 years. It's pretty wild. It was, we had a wonderful trip. We were there in June. It was great. Where'd you play? Uh, we played Twin Towns a couple of di- yeah. nights and we did um, the, what was the club? We did, we did one did? at Moosa at Sunshine. Sunshine Beach, God, that yeah. place has changed since the 80s. Yeah. Really and then what else? Did, where else did we play? Um, Many um, booked them all. Many of Bushworth uh, Group put it all together. Many K. Um, we played at Beanley Tavern. Um, yeah, we did a bunch of shows around. No, that's like up the road from where I am. Ah, didn't even know. <laughs> no. But I, I, I would definitely love to see see which on the Gold Coast. Is it? Is it talks? You need. We're going to try because. Um, this trip to Victoria was really championed by Wally, who's our record company, and yeah. um, and so um, and Cheer Squad is his baby. So he was like, "Oh, you know, I think I can get you on Do the Pop and get you with Stoner." And then we organised our own, you know, show at the Tote, our album launch on Halloween, actually on my, on the thirty first. Um, we know we made so it. We actually had a yeah. We were book. actually met, we were booked. See, which was meant to do yeah. Wallapalooza in. Um, last year and then again and then because of COVID it kept getting pushed and then the we floods. were rebooked to do it and um the premier of Western Australia 
kept the border closed um, longer. He said he was going to open it and he kept it closed another month. So we were, we didn't know when he wouldn't open it on the day he said he was with that point. It was the 5th of February. We pulled out of Wallapalooza, which was meant to happen um, in May. And um, and so they replaced us with Cosmic Psychos. And Deaf Effects were going to do it too. It was going to be Deaf Effects on one time of the day and Sea Witch at the other time of the day. And um, so Cosmic Psychos replaced us. And then as it turned out, Wallapalooza was moved because of the floods. And in theory, we could have done it. We tried to get back on it because by then the border did open. The Premier decided to open after all in March. And, um, but we missed out. So maybe we'll get Wallapalooza next year. Maybe next know. year we'll come over. Fingers crossed. Real. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell Andy. Andy. Yes, please. please. Andy. He knows me. Bring it. You know me, Andy. All right. <laughs> but, uh, hey, it's been absolutely amazing talking to you guys tonight. Thank you so much for hanging out on the show. We will have all the links down here for Sea Witch. Willow Spells out now and on vinyl too, which I'm very keen to give a spin right here. You can't. No. Yeah, better on vinyl. We'll um, come over and have a jam. Yeah, it'd be the best. But, uh, <laughs> Thank you so much again. I really appreciate it, especially going so late. But, uh, mate, awesome, awesome. Love what you guys do, and uh, we'll see you very soon. Okay. Thanks a lot. See you. See you.